Welcome to Paint Ed. PCA provides painting contractors with connections they need to grow their business. To find out more and to become a member, visit PCAPainted.org. Find more great content like this on PCA Overdrive. A subscription to the platform is included with membership. For all of you non-members out there, sign up for a free trial. PCA Overdrive is available on the App Store and Google Play. This episode is brought to you by Bear and Federated Insurance. Welcome back for another episode of the Elite Business Advice Podcast. If you don't know me, my name's Chris Moore. I'm the founder of Elite Business Advisors and your host here for the podcast. Today, we're going to talk a little bit about one of the most important topics in helping your business scale successfully, which is crew leaders. Um, In my personal opinion, I think having good crew leaders is one of the biggest things that is going to make or break your success as you start to scale and grow your company uh, because of the importance that that relates to production. I think production is the number one area that a lot of people really hate dealing with, right? And so we're going to kind of talk through a little bit about what does a crew leader look like, right? What should their ideal situation be? What does the compensation look like? What are their responsibilities? Um, And really everything that we talk about with our clients revolves around the importance of having good crew leaders leading your projects to success. And where I'm going to talk through some different levels, right, that they might be at, right? Just here's a great place to start. If you can get people in this spot, it's going to make your life easier. Uh, all the way up through what's the ideal situation for it. Uh, And to be honest with you guys, this concept of having crew leaders really applies to any home service industry. Whether you're a roofing company, a landscape company, a drywall company, a painting company, again, I'm going to talk specific to my painting contractors out there. But this really applies to every industry when you when it uh, in terms of going, really, I, I can't say just residential, residential and commercial, um, but when it comes to building out your business. Um, and so I hope it helps. Thank you guys for plugging in. This is the Elite Business Advice Podcast. <clears throat> All right, so why are crew leaders so important to the success of your business? I think there's three kind of words that I came up with here on why crew leaders are so important uh, to you growing your business. Number one, delegation. Delegating responsibility to others so that you don't have to do it. Um, Number two is the word responsibility. And what I mean by responsibility is your crew leaders are responsible for everything that happens on that job site from the moment you guys show up at the customer's house until the end when the final walkthrough is done, the payment is made, and I would argue even any callbacks that may happen um, from that, that is all the crew leader's responsibility. Uh, And number three, oversight. We want your crew leaders to oversee the production, oversee other employees in your business. Um, Because again, I think for a lot of people, once you grow to about, I'm gonna say five to six painters, six for sure and definitely beyond, is when production starts getting a little bit um, chaotic, for lack of a better word, right? That's when you really start to understand that you're spending a lot of time just keeping the pieces and the wheel moving, right? You're running from job site to job site, you're running to Sherwin-Williams, you're trying to get jobs lined up for next week. Oh, by the way, you're also trying to market, estimate, and sell your business and make sure that all your bills are being paid, right? When you get to that level, again, I'm going to say five plus employees, typically up to four, you can handle it. You may have two crews of two or you know something like that or a crew of three and you and one other painter. You can kind of still handle all this. 
But when you really break out and you've got two crews running full time and you're trying to sell enough work to keep up with it, um, that's when this concept really becomes important for you guys. To me, having crew leaders answers the question of when should you hire a production manager? Um, or should I say the answer to when you should hire a production manager really hinges on how good are your crew leaders? Do you have crew leaders? And what is their autonomy level, right? Um, because for me, every million dollar business looks differently, right? We've seen, I don't even know how many million dollar different painting companies at this point. Every single one of them looks different, right? Because again, we want you to design your business around your life. We have a client here in St. Louis that they're around the half a million dollar mark, give or take about $100,000 the last couple of years. And they have a production manager in place. Um, and, and we're kind of, you know, reorganizing some of that, but they've understood that he's like, I just, I want to focus on this. I want to get the right people in the right seats. And this is a lifestyle business and there's nothing wrong with that. Um, but understand that like your ability to have good crew leaders, um, will dictate how much you can hand off to people. Right. And for me, the reason why I love crew leaders is I think it's the leanest way to run a business up to a certain extent. And I'll kind of talk about when, if you have really good solid crew leaders, at what point do you still need a production manager? I'll kind of talk through that here towards the end of the episode. But I definitely think if you have crew leaders in place and they're really good, I think you can scale your business. I'm going to say to a million dollars, I think you can have nine painters, three crews of three at a million dollars a year without needing a production manager. That's a 50,000 to 70,000 dollar a year, maybe 80,000 with benefits insurance depending on what you offer your employees savings to you by having a really lean company, by having the right people in the right seats on the bus and compensating them accordingly. Uh, and so that's why we really focus on crew leaders with people. Because again, whether you have one crew, two crews, three crews, um, I'd even argue you could probably get to four crews before you really start to need that production manager. If you've got them really running in, in an ideal situation, I think that you can get a lot of value out of your business, right? And then obviously I'm going to make the argument that as you grow your business, you're setting yourself up for that next run, right? We all know there's kind of the, the plateaus in business as you go throughout, and you're going to get to a point where you flatline a little bit. You don't make any more money, but you're setting because you brought on another overhead position, but you're setting yourself up for that next run, right? And so for me, having good crew leaders really sets the stage um, to maximize where you're at and push that that next kind of flatline out a little bit farther uh, until you really get to a spot where you need that person. So for starters, I think one of the most important things is you need to have set solidified crews that always work together. Um, I see a lot of people, they have six to 10 employees and all their employees work very interchangeably with each other. And I don't think it's a bad thing. I think versatility is a good thing, but I think team chemistry and systemization is a more important thing, right? Um, those of you guys know, I'm a huge sports fan. I'm a huge blues fan. I'm a huge Cardinals fan. And um, I'll say this more on the hockey side of things, again, because I grew up playing hockey as well, is it's great to have players that can play with everybody, right? Because there's going to be injuries that happen. There's going to be people that are in a slump. They just you know need a night off or, or maybe their ice time's getting cut back a little bit until they break out of it, whatever it is. But you're much better off having a couple of lines of people that know how to play together, that know always know where the other one's going to be at on the ice, right? Um, I always knew there was one guy on, on a team that I played in, um, in a men's league, that I knew that every time when the puck was in the corner behind the net, he was going to the front of the net. Like, I didn't even have to think about it, right? And when you get that chemistry down with people, I think it's the same thing with our day-to-day 
jobs and, and with our painters, right? They understand, like they can, they know how each other thinks. They know who's good at what and who's not good at what. They understand, hey, I know that as soon as he's done with this, he's going to go do this. So I'm going to go start on the next step, right? Like you get in a good rhythm. And so I think number one, whether you have crew leaders or not, or wherever you're at, I think having painters that work together all the time is one of the best things you can do for your business. I think you're going to see your efficiency increase. You're going to see your margins get better. Um, and you're going to see them probably even develop more of a relationship, right? Cause they're around each other all the time. So make sure you've got people that do mesh well together on that front too. Um, so that's gotta be the first piece. You gotta have solidified crews that always work together. Um, that also helps a lot with scheduling, right? When you have crew one and crew two, I always suggest having kind of independent schedules. Crew one has a schedule, crew two has a schedule. There shouldn't be one master schedule and you're just plugging and playing around. And then a couple of days of rain really throws everything off, right? Um, maybe you have an interior crew and an exterior crew um, to where no, no matter what, again, you'll always plug and play with some, some people here and there. But a rain day for your exterior crew doesn't actually affect your interior crew's schedule. If anything, it might help it because those guys might go work inside for a day or something, right? So I like having independent schedules. I like having um, solidified crews that always work together. So let's talk a little bit about what does a crew leader do? Um, ideally for me, I, I want to talk through like the, in a perfect world, when you get the right person, this is exactly what they do. Um, and really for me, they are a mini production manager that still produces on the job and also oversees maybe two to three additional painters. Um, for us, we, you know, we think crews of three are ideal, right? So you'd have a crew leader and then two painters with them. In some cases, when you have larger projects, I can justify maybe having three additional painters. Um, I wouldn't think any more than four unless you have a lot of $20,000 plus projects or maybe commercial or something like that. Um, that's a different situation. Um, but a crew leader, and again, this is why I like this over the production manager. Production manager is 100% overhead, right? Um, you can get creative as some people have as the one client I mentioned earlier where their production manager's 20 hours a week salary and 20 hours a week still in the field painting with the painters. Um, but I think for the most part, when you've got them on, on job site and they're painting 85 to 90% of their day, you're being very efficient with those resources, right? So for me, the ideal crew leader handles everything. And again, I'm going to talk perfect world and I'm going to back this up a little bit. In a perfect world, they handle everything from the second you sell a project until the very end when the job is closed out and finished. This is where I say they act like a mini production manager. Um, so for example, you go do a job, you sell it, it's an interior job, four or $5,000, perfect for crew number one. And you call crew leader number one and say, hey, I just sold this project, it's a four day project um, for you and your guys. Um, I'm gonna send you over their info or their info's in our CRM and you know, reach out to them and, and let them know kind of where we're at on, on the you know big picture scheduling six weeks out or whatever you're at, right? And then that crew leader puts them in the schedule. They are in charge of communicating with the homeowner um, ordering the paint, solidifying the colors, getting all the materials ordered. Um, you should have a good system in place that translate your notes from your estimate, maybe with pictures, with numbers, with extra materials needed, right? What ladders do you need? That's that's a big one, especially for exteriors, um, you know, unless you guys always have the ladders on, on the vehicles or something like that. Like what are the special things that you need that's not the day-to-day -day materials, certain things like that. They can get all that stuff together, right? They show up on day one. They've got you know your notes, your pictures, everything. They do the walkthrough with the homeowner. Um, they orchestrate, lay out the entire project. They oversee the project. They're, they're painting on the project. They go get more materials when they need it or send somebody um, with cheaper labor to just drive to Sherwin-Williams, right? Um, or have Sherwin-Williams deliver it if, if that's a, a, an opportunity and there's some planning in there. 
Um, they do the final walkthrough. They collect the payment. And it, here's the beauty. They job cost out their own project, right? How cool would it be um, for you to sell a project and then have somebody run with it the rest of the way? Now, again, I, I get, I'm talking in an ideal world. And these, this is the ideal spot that I want everybody listening to this to get your crew leaders to, right? Um, it will take time. They may not be there now. And so I want to back this up a little bit um, and say that it's okay to have crew leaders crew leaders at various levels in your business. Maybe even, let's say you have three crews and you have three crew leaders and each one is kind of at a different level. That's okay, right? As long as they're progressing, as long as they're growing, as long as they're they're thriving in the responsibility you're giving them, and then they're going to be at a spot to take on more, right? That's okay. Um, you know, and I'll kind of talk about that in the compensation piece, kind of how that can work a little bit. So, so for me, like, let's just start bare minimum. Like, if nothing else, a crew leader... And I'm putting air quotes on that for those of you guys watching on video. A crew leader really is it nothing else. They need to be able to be in charge of overseeing the job site when you aren't there and communicating with the customer. Well, what I mean by in charge of the job site is checking out on the other two painters, um, orchestrating the plan of what's going on. How do we knock this out efficiently? Communicating with the customer. Hey, we just finished up You know, the, the two bedrooms. Tomorrow we'll be back. We're going to knock out the dining room and the, the kitchen, whatever that might be like. Right? They are just there from you might be there to get them started on the project. You get all the materials, you do all that stuff, and then you might come back at the end to do the final walkthrough. But if nothing else, at least let them be in charge the whole rest of the time. And it's their responsibility. They're communicating directly with you on the progress and how everything's going, problems, checking in, that sort of stuff. That's bare minimum, right? If you can just at least somebody to be in charge of the job site when you aren't there, that's a big thing, right? Um, and so let them be in charge of that. The next step on that would be to do that final walkthrough and collect the payment right? And ideally take all the materials and ladders and stuff with them if they can. Um, you know, you maybe still go get the job set up. Um, you're still checking in with them. You're still coaching them through everything, but they're at least wrapping everything up at the, at the end of it. That's great. It's a great spot to be at. Um, the next step, level three, would be they're able to start the job without your help, right? Um, again, you're doing the ordering, you're doing the material scheduling, you're getting everything ready for them, but they can at least show up again with your notes, your pictures, your, your work order, your details, and get the job done start to finish, right? That's at least like the next step. Like, okay, all right, I can take care of the big picture stuff, the scheduling and all this, if they can just at least show up and, and knock everything out all the way through. Um, level four is they're able to get all the materials ordered. They're able to get things set up beforehand. Um, again, there's not a big jump in that, but I do think that sometimes it's just a responsibility and a time management um, to make sure that they are communicating with the customer and getting the materials ordered and all that stuff. The last and fifth level really at this spot is they're just they're in charge of the scheduling too. Like they've got the the organizational piece, they've got the the problem solving skills, um, the organization to look ahead at the weather. You know, if you deal with exteriors and stuff, they're handling all of the scheduling and stuff for their crew. And again, and that kind of gets you to where I said that ideal spot would be because then obviously at that point they're doing job costing. If they can do scheduling, they're doing job costing and everything at the back end of it. So so again, you're going to have people at different levels. You might have crew leader number one is at level four crew leader number two is at level two like you know hopefully if there's a hopefully by the time you get a third one like at least you've got one of them at, at level five or kind of somewhat beyond there but there's different levels they can be at and that's okay right because as long as they're moving forward um, and as long as you don't try to add crew leader number four and five while half of your team is still at level one and two um, you can still handle a lot of this stuff right um, I think that's where a production manager can come into play. If you're at a spot where you're looking to expand to crew four and five and, you know, your crew leaders are level one, level three, 
maybe a level four if you're lucky on a good day um, when it's sunny and 80 outside, like you might need a production manager sooner than what I would argue somebody that has all level fours and fives do at three crew leaders, right? At that point, they can probably have a fourth crew and maybe even a fifth crew before you would need that production manager. So again, just kind of thinking through this, it's okay to be at different spots. Um, What I like about this with the crew leaders, we have a whole nother theory that'll come on a whole different podcast um, that's called the branch manager theory. And what I love about this, it kind of takes the the college painting model that I came from and a lot of other people in the industry came from, and it, it turns it into how do you take that into a professional business, professionalized business, I should say. And for me, the crew leader, if they're running everything from scheduling all the way through at the end to collecting payment, there's not a, a whole lot more except estimating and sales that keeps them from being a branch manager, right? And what I kind of say by a branch manager is they're responsible of a branch of their business, of your business, I should say. Um, they are, you know, they have their painters, you know, at that point they've kind of replaced themselves with a crew leader on that crew. Um, and they're just kind of running a, a piece of your business. Maybe it's a, a, an area, maybe you kind of give them a, a territory, if you will, right? Kind of like a franchise, um, something along those lines. And they're responsible for everything. They're responsible to estimate projects, sell them, you know, oversee the production, right? Again, they have to replace themselves with another crew leader in order to make that work. Um, but then, you know, they could end up overseeing two crews, right? Like, and so, that's a whole nother thing. Again, we're going to do another podcast on that um, at some point later this summer. But I wanted to get this idea out there about the crew leaders. And really, when you get the good crew leader, again, the next logical step would be they become the production manager for your business. Maybe they become an estimating and salesperson, or really, ideally, if you like the idea of the branch manager theory, you're grooming them into that role. Um, and so my question for you is, as you listen to this, how much work could you produce if you had an, an office admin person and your main role was company oversight, leadership, coaching, big level stuff, and handing things over to production after it's sold, if that was your involvement, if you didn't have to get very involved in production, you guys could produce seventy dollars to $120,000 a month, and you didn't have to get really involved in the day-to-day pieces of that, how much work could you guys actually do, right? Um, I think it's probably more than than where you're at now if I had to guess, and that's okay, right? Again, that's what we're all learning and growing together with this. Um, But I think, again, if you really can utilize this and buy into it, um, you can grow pretty lean, pretty large um, until you need to figure out what that next hire looks like. Maybe it's to the point where you need an estimator, right? Maybe at that point, um, you know, you, you have an office person to help you with the admin stuff uh, after about painter six is here or around that time. Uh, and then shortly thereafter, you start looking at an estimator instead of a production manager. If your crew leaders are really well put together, um, you might again be able to have four or five uh, crew leaders, uh, and maybe you decide, hey, I want to hand off the estimating and sales portion of it, right? And I'm going to coach the five crew leaders that I've got. Um, so that just gives you a lot of different options with that you can always dictate which direction you want to go down the road. Um, I do love, one thing I want to say, I do love the idea of promoting the crew leaders from within, um, but in certain situations, if you don't have anybody that's skilled to be able to do that, 
it's okay to hire from outside. We have a client right now. They just hired a crew leader about a month ago, um, and it's going really well. He really just is sliding into the role great. Um, he's super happy. He loves their organization and, and just the, the opportunity he's got with them, and it's working out really well. Um, I'll let you guys know in a few more months how it plays out long term, uh, but I think you can hire from out, outside for this situation. Um, but again, my goal is always to try to promote from within if there's opportunity and potential there. And if there's not, that's okay. So, um, so what are a couple ways you can organize your crews? As I mentioned earlier, having set crews, I think it's good to try to organize them, um, you know, in some way, shape or form, right? We have some people that have an interior crew, they have an exterior crew, um, they, and a cabinet crew, right? Maybe you've got three crews and you've got one for each thing. They all have their own schedules, right? Um, maybe you do a lot of large exterior projects. And so you have a crew of four that knocks out like projects over ten thousand dollars and then you have a crew of two that knocks out smaller projects right um, you can kind of dictate you know different situations like that um, but again the goal is we want them to have their own independent schedule no matter what right no matter if you're splitting them up by by job type or by size or anything like that or even if you just say hey we're having three crews of three and they're all just going to handle all of our projects that's okay right you're probably going to know which ones are a little bit better about certain projects, right? And so when you sell a job, you're going to say, hey, this is going to be best suited for crew two. Hey, this has got a 40 foot ladder on it. I know that somebody on crew three is the guy is the tall ladder guy that's not afraid of heights, right? Um, so you can still play to strengths and weaknesses when you sell projects by which crew you're assigning that job to. Um, as far as how do you compensate crew leaders, I think for most markets, somewhere in that 22 to $25 an hour is a good range. Um, I do like doing a gross profit share incentive for them, um, especially once they're starting to get a lot of that ownership and responsibility. Uh, so again, when they're starting to get level two, level three, for sure by level three, um, at that point, you know, if, hey, if the gross profit's over 50%, um, we'll kick you back 2% bonus on what the gross profit was on the job, right? Uh, it kind of gives them an incentive. I love those win-win things, you know, and I think the 22 to $25 an hour range really just depends on what is their um, autonomy level, right? Are they at level one? They're going to be probably at the $21, $22 an hour mark. Again, I'm talking just kind of general, good old Miss Midwestern market here, American for those of my Canadian friends listening. Um, and then, when you know, they're really autonomous and, and they can run with the whole thing then they should be at closer to $25 an hour um, or maybe even 26. I think you could argue that, right? Um, because again, it's still, you're getting production out of them. If 80% of their day is spent producing on the job site, that's way better than having an overhead position at, you know, 26 to $30 an hour um, overseeing everything. So um, that's just kind of my thoughts on the compensation side of it. So to wrap up here, answering the question, when do you need a production manager? Um, I think it really just depends on, Again, how far along your crew leaders are and how independent they are. Um, what is the sales rate? Are you guys looking to grow, right? If your goal is to get to a million dollars and plateau, I would actually argue you should really just spend your time strengthening and getting in the right crew leaders because I don't think a production manager is necessary, um, again, unless you just really have nobody and you can't hire anybody, and I don't think that's ever going to be the case, right? Um, but I think if you really buy into this model, like I said earlier, I'd argue that you could really have four to five crews running um, before you need that production manager. Uh, I think that really if you've got good crew leads, you've got the right systems in place, you definitely would need an admin person for sure. Um, because at that point, I mean, if you think about it, four crews, that's going to be on average about 12 painters. You know, you might have... <clears throat> three crews of three, two crews of two, or a crew of two, or, you know, something like that. But four people, that's going to put you at 1.2 to 1.4 million typically on average. Um, 
you're going to need an admin person. And at that point, you might almost need to start thinking about an estimator unless you're just selling, you know, huge projects at a really good clip. Um, and so I think it just gives you a lot more flexibility. Again, I think if nothing else, it's going to push it's going to allow you to build up some some cash reserves um, to where then you start hiring these full-time positions a little bit further down the road than what some people do that aren't organized, that don't have crew leaders, that don't have the infrastructure and the system set up for their business. I think really, if nothing else, you're just making some additional money for the company in that case so that you've got a little bit more of a cushion when you get ready to hire that person. Um, I think you're also going to, at that point, um, you know, Nick had talked about on his Ask a Painter, uh, probably it's been about a month ago now now, maybe six weeks by the time this airs, um, about, you know, this is the expectation for production manager, but we can coach them up to this, right? And I really believe that if you've got the right crew leaders in place and you build this structure before you bring on that production manager, I would argue that if a production manager's full-time job is to oversee production, you they could probably coach five to six crew leaders Again, if things are running systematically, right? That makes a huge difference when you have a production manager salary at $2 million in revenue versus a $1 million in revenue, right? Um, that might be where they max out at at $2 million, and that's okay, but it's going to definitely allow you to grow much larger than if you had nine painters and it was a dumpster fire. Their full-time job is going to be consumed by you know, navigating that dumpster fire, right? Um, and so I think you're just setting yourself up for, for future growth and better potential down the road. Um, Otherwise, like I said, I think around the time, you know, crew four gets here, I think that's a good time to, to kind of think about, you know, maybe a production manager would be a good idea, um, again, on average for people, but really focus on the crew leaders. Um, you know, this goes back into a lot of the leadership, the leadership series we just did with Sam Sala. Um, we got something fun we're doing here the next couple of weeks. I can't wait for you guys to hear. We're going to record here soon. Um, and, you know, but it just goes back into having good leadership, right? Having the right systems, having the leadership. Um, that's really what this becomes. Because when you make the leap from being really ingrained in production with six painters to having three crew leaders and having nine painters, your leadership has to go to another level because then your job becomes to coach the crew leaders. That's what your job is. Your job is to coach them, to, to mold them into that, that um, you know, what you need them to be and who, you know, what responsibilities they need to have on the job site, how to handle situations. You're going to be coaching them at that point. So you need to continue to up your leadership level. Um, and so I hope this makes a lot of sense. Um, again, I, I feel like I just dissected a lot of information to you guys, um, but I hope you understand why we're so such of an advocate for crew leaders and why it can be so successful for your business, why financially it can make sense, why the future it helps make sense, it gives you options. Um, and really it just allows you to get more done um, with the time that you've got. Because again, at the end of the day, we all have 24 hours a day, 168 hours a week. And so how can we maximize that? And I really believe that having crew leaders in place to help with production will help your business get a lot further than where it's at right now. So hope you have an amazing rest of the day. We'll catch you next week. I'm not even going to give the spoiler for what we're doing, uh, but we'll catch you next week. And I think you're going to love what we got put together. Paynet podcasts are produced by the Painting Contractors Association and are made possible by members and industry partners. To find out more about upcoming education opportunities or for more information about joining PCA, visit PCAPainted.org.